0: And Quest podcast with Teen and Taylor. Taylor and I are coming at you from two different locations today, on not Zoom but whatever platform we're using to record this with each other. And for our longtime listeners and followers, we're um, kind of back to the basics and back to the beginning. We decided to do a, po- or a episode today with just the two of us. So um, that doesn't mean our guests are going away forever. We actually have, I think, four or five in the queue right now um, that we're, we're scheduling with and will be upcoming, but we sort of just wanted to take a little bit of time out and, and spend it with each other and sort of catch back up on where we are in our own life and journey and uh, some of the things that we're going through and maybe struggling with or pursuing or, or whatever, but, um, you know, not that. Now that we've gotten lost i guess in our guests because man they've been so valuable and i've personally learned so much from our from our guests and i've i've taken some of what they've said and implemented it and tried new things um, which is awesome so i think it's also just a healthy thing to maybe kind of pause here and and uh check in with each other and so i'm glad that we we decided to do this um this is i think i said maybe episode 16 so um, yeah, just Just super excited to be here and, and chat with you today, Taylor.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I know we were trying to find or thinking about other options of who to have on and, and that sort of thing. And we had talked about doing one with just us. And when I left that uh, conversation and a couple of days later, I was like, you know, I'm pretty excited just to have one with just Tina and myself because I feel like, and I know we've talked about this, is you know, when you're in the midst of the podcast with a guest, you're always trying to strike that balance of like, not that we make it exclusively about our guest, but you know, they're, they're commanding more time on the mic and they should be. You're also trying to balance out like, well, I got to give everybody time to speak and that sort of thing. And then when you come back and listen to it again, you get even different insights. I know we've talked about that where you're just purely a listener and you're not an active participant. But uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting to do the ones that are just one-on-one because I feel like, I don't know. Um, it's just a different dynamic and you're, you're sharing the floor with one other person and there's not that kind of like dominant third figure in there. Um, but yeah, I was also just excited to catch up. I know we've done that offline, but on, you know, doing it on the podcast, I feel like gives a different, um, just a different dynamic to it. And, uh, you know, we had talked to about, we've done our stories like early on and that was probably, well, there was a few other episodes outside of that, that we did where we talked about specific content, but I think it's good to just check back in kind of instead of just telling your story in hindsight, like telling your story when you're going through it, because oftentimes that's a very different perspective and take on things than we tend to remember once we're through it. So I thought it was important to, to let everybody know, give you that kind of current state of where we're at. Yeah,
0: I think about it often. I think it was when I was actually talking about sort of my life story, when I said I wish that I would have said more when I was in the throes of it, when I was talking about some severe depression and things like that. And and you said it on that episode of, you know, you're in the throes of it now, of something now. And and that's part of why we're here and we're comfortable to share that. And I've thought about that a lot since you said that in that episode, because, yeah, we, we need to be present and conscious that we're in the midst of something all the time, right? Like, just because something happened 10 years ago, yeah, we can pinpoint that because it 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 happened. It's concrete and whatever's going on right now is a little more fluid, but that doesn't mean that we're not in the throes of something. So I think, yeah, a lot of times, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but a lot of times where we get caught up in um, skipping over the things we're doing now, because we, we want to know what the finished product looks like before we present it to the world. And the truth of the matter is we're not a finished product ever anyway. Yeah. So I think it's awesome. I, there are things that I'm, that I'm probably going through and I don't get on here necessarily to air my dirty laundry. I want to be very intentional. I don't want to share things just for the sake of of sharing them if they're if I don't feel like they're beneficial or useful. Uh, but at the same time, I I do want to be open to talk about those things. And I know you have been too. That's one of the things that I've I've loved the most about this podcast and the feedback that we've received is is exactly that sometimes i feel like i'm talking about myself too much i've heard you say oh, i feel like i chased this butterfly or i'm rambling but at the end of the day i just think we've got some incredible feedback that um that makes me feel like we're on the right track and we need to continue what we're doing so um i don't know if that's a plug for our podcast or, or what but um but yeah I'm just i'm just happy about that part for sure
1: I can echo those thoughts as well. Um, Nicole actually mentioned from our last episode that she was like, I don't even like listening to that much stuff now. Sorry, Nicole, if I'm like out you here, just but there's, because there's so much noise in our society now, you know, and everybody seems to be an expert on anything. You know, you go to Instagram and it's like, how many people are giving you nutrition advice? And it's like, well, do they even know what they're talking about or whatever? But she had mentioned that she actually really likes listening to ours because it's authentic. And I was like, man, that actually means a lot. Coming from her and just the fact that that is exactly why we started it, right? Just to have like open and authentic conversation. But going back to what you said before, Teen, I do think that it's important to, you know, not just hit the highlights of, well, I've done these things in my life and it was great and it was easy and to talk about it like we were just talking about when you're going through it, what are some of those things that might not be the easiest thing, right? There's not always clarity in everything that we do, right? There might be a general sense of clarity, but like, how do you move through the day? And am I doing the right thing the right way? And you you kind of know you're going in the right direction generally but it doesn't mean that there's not any doubt or or challenges along the way but you reminded me i was at a customer's house last week and i started chatting with this kid he was probably 23 or 25 years old and his mom and he wanted to like you know he's kind of tired of the corporate world and wants to do something but he has no idea right because it's like he's done everything that society said You go to college he's got his degree you know and so he's taking all these steps and you can tell like he's hungry to know like Am I doing the right thing? And I don't think that any of us can like answer that for somebody else. But um, I think that when you have somebody who's younger like that and you're telling your story and you're being vulnerable and you're saying, hey, man, like even right now, I don't have it all figured out. Like that's liberating for people to, to be able to say that, like, it's not perfect and it's not easy and it's still not easy now. And I look at like steps I've tried to take in my life. But to be able to tell a kid that, like, hey, man, you're asking the right questions, like, just keep being curious, keep talking to people, like, you're not ever going to get to the point where it's like, oh, you got it all figured out. Um, So it's a specific example, but you were reminding me of it, because I think the alternative is, if you're that younger kid, you look up to somebody else who maybe you like respect or, or whatever, like, you think like, well, that person has it all figured out. And if I don't have it all figured out, then I'm doing something wrong. And that's just not the case in life. So yeah, I think we're probably getting into some of the general themes of what we wanted to cover on here. And We'll dive in more, but you just remind me about that. It's not just like, oh, authentic conversation is like good to like balance it out. It's like, it's necessary to let people know and to give them the courage to step out. Even if it's like, I don't know exactly where this is going to lead me. And even as I'm down that path, there's still doubt and, and things. I think that can keep you going, right? When you're hearing other people and you're like, well, man, I respect teen for these things that he's done. And if he's telling me there's not clarity, then if I don't have clarity, that just means I'm on, you know, that's Okay all right.
0: Yeah. And it winds up being therapy and medicine for ourselves. I think to, to engage in some of those conversations, the curiosity and courage that we keep going back to is important to engage in or or to listen to other conversations. And also it's important to have something to offer to, uh, you know, when our guests are on here, we've had some awesome guests. And so I feel like I, I want to be on my A game and I want to contribute and I can't wait for them to stop sometimes so I can like add something so insightful, <laughs> you know, because I want to I want them to feel like that that I'm also contributing that they're not just on the stand preaching to all oh, of yeah. us peons out here or something like that. Right. Um, so so it's, it's it's a it's a big give and take and I think that that imposter syndrome plays a role there because you know a lot of times we walk in a room and we think, well I better just sit down and shut up. And and I don't know that that's always the answer. Yes, we have to have the ability to shut up. <laughs> that's very important um, to be able to be quiet and listen. Um, but I do think that there's also a huge component of being able to to speak your mind and your voice and and contribute uh, in a respectful um, in a respectful way. And and it makes me think. I mean, from from a personal disclosure standpoint, that I I do want to have something to offer on here, and hopefully I do. We've gotten feedback that. Um, that people value what we've said. You know, the flip side of that is, in some some ways, I want the podcast to be growing faster, and I want more people to listen to it, and I want more feedback. So there's always the the question marks in your mind of, am I doing enough? Are we doing the right things? I don't know. A lot of the challenges and struggles still exist. So I don't want to come on here and just say, well, I've tried this and it worked, so that's awesome. Check mark. And then when we have a guest on here, I don't want to just sit there and sound like I've got all the answers. And and I know you don't want to either. And so, I mean, yes, I think it's important to say, like right now in my life, I'm still going through things. I'm still struggling. I'm still walking through challenges. And I think that we always are. I think the healthy part of that is that we've identified some processes and procedures that help us with that. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't step outside of our comfort zone. That doesn't mean that we don't still go through stuff. I wonder every day if, if I'm supposed to be getting my master's right now, if I'm supposed to be uh, potentially stepping away from a career and uh, you know, whatever the things are that are going on. And it's, and it's tough. Sometimes i I stay up at night thinking about them. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and didn't sleep well because I'm thinking about them. Um, just because I meditate and just because I address my fears and just because I've tried something new a few times and it worked doesn't mean that all those things go away. Um, So yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not a, not a pity party. I'm not trying to sound down about it, but just the reality that
1: that's, that's kind of what goes on. Do you think that you just made me think about your situation then? Do you think that if you have doubt around it and I'm not saying it's, there's an issue with it one way or the other, do you think it's because like, you're not at the end of that road yet or is it like, Maybe I am questioning even when I get to the road, is that what I really wanted to take? Right. There's a difference between saying, I want to go and lead, I'm just making up stuff, right? Lead these retreats or be a counselor, but now you're in school. That needs, that's part of the path to get you there, but that's a very different environment than where you would end up. So I guess my question is do you just, is part of it that the environment's different and you're going to be doing something different later on and you don't necessarily like this phase in the process? Or do you just question like, what is that, is that destination? Does that still resonate with me? (laughs) You know, or maybe both. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think both. I I think about it every day, Taylor. (laughs) I mean, um, and the answer is different every day. Uh, Yes, I do think a large chunk of it is school is school. It's somewhere that I haven't been in 18 years. And it's sort of a necessary evil to get to where I think my next phase is going to be. And it's hard to just sit in that right now because I'm so anxious and ready to get there in some ways. Another component is, yeah, am I am I making the right decision at all? Did I get into this industry because I have a chip on my shoulder and I want to prove to myself that I can get my master's and go through a completely different program than what I've done for my entire life? That's probably a component too. So yeah, there's a question mark there. Um, and then I think a third component is probably this is the final week of my summer session. And so uh, all the work is mounting right now and so I have papers to write and um, I still have clients to see for my primary job and I'm working through a lot of things there we're we're very busy right now which is a very fortunate thing and I'm happy to be there so I'm certainly burning the candle at both ends which we've talked about with several of our guests and that's a that's a difficult thing because you know that it's just fighting that balance like we always talk about rest and also pursue
1: And so it's kind of balancing and juggling those two things. Yeah. You mentioned the the second comment around like having a chip on your shoulder. I don't know if (laughs) I know you well enough and I think we're similar in this regard. I think sometimes for me, and uh, I don't know if this is a question you don't have to answer it if you don't want to, but I know that sometimes for me, once I like make a decision to do something, sometimes when I get down the path, I'm like, oh, well, I might not be at the finish line, but I've already proven to myself that I can do it. And so sometimes there's this element of like, all right, well, what's next now? And it's like, well, you haven't even gotten there. You, have, you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. that
0: That's, that, that hit me, that hit home with me pretty big right there. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Which I don't think is a bad thing. You know, I think that like, for me personally, I know that if I just stick with something like the thought of having the same job for 25 years makes me just want to be like, I'm out. Like, I, I can't do this. You know, um, that scares me really badly. I know for some people that I don't like change, right? So that's they would love that, right? It's like I know exactly what I'm getting every day. For me, that's terrifying. Um, so yeah, there was no judgment in that. I just because I think that that is often that is also if you're that way, that's also what feeds your soul. You know, it's like I gotta I gotta do this. I right, prove myself. I can do that. What's next? And I'll go do this. I think to some people that look at that, and it, somebody mentioned this to me, I'll name names, like about a year ago, and it was like you just can't decide what you want to do, can you? And I was like taken aback by it. I'm like, what do you mean, man? Like. I've been like figuratively climbing mountains, and like these paths haven't been easy. Just because you feel like they're disconnected, like that's your opinion, but yeah, it reminded me just when you were saying it, like, yeah, it's it's your path, you know. And and maybe you do get tired or bored. Maybe is that an easy word? Better word for it to say. Well, I feel like I'm already down this path. I've proven I can do. It. I've already proven I can get through a year of school. Now I can get through two more. I think the downside of that sometimes is, is like, well, then do you lose out on some of the, the benefit at the end, right? Like, yeah, you've proven you can do school, but what about the end? And I know you have big ambitions about leading retreats and there's probably multiple other steps up from that, you know, and it's like, well, don't lose that just because you prove that you can go through school type of thing.
0: Yeah, no, you're exactly right, man. No question about it. And and staying the course is hard. I mean, you know, because again, when you're when you're in the middle of it, you, you don't the unknown is scary. I think that's, it's scary to everybody. Like it's exciting to me also, but there is a component of fear. Like that, that part is a real part. And I think that exists for everybody. Um, in other people's perspective, you go through all of this mental work and personal work to trust yourself and lean on your intuition. And, um, you know, do the work, so to speak, commit to the process—all the things we talk about all the time. But there's still voices out there and perspectives that you hear, um, some of which you respect, some of them you learn that maybe you distance yourself from. Um, as Adam said, you know, you either you either draw closer to people or you just sort of don't don't go down that road anymore. Ignore them, and um, uh, you don't have to argue with them. You just you just move in a different direction. And and learning that's hard. I mean, you know, I think. Uh, I have a huge fear of missing out and I, I hate to, to miss out on anything and I um, I love interacting with people and I want to be I don't know, I, I just I love engaging with people and so it's hard sometimes to, to separate yourself from conversations that aren't fruitful or relationships maybe that aren't fruitful or just maybe it's specific views from a person that aren't that don't align with your vision and that you've got to make the decision to, to go a different direction from like the one you were just saying of like Taylor, you can't figure out what you want to do, you know. If that if that comes from someone that you've that you've known from a long time, known for a long time, or or have valued or trusted their opinion, uh, it's difficult to move away from that, you know. But but speaking speaking of uh, I don't know how you said it, but thinking about being in the same place for 25 years or whatever, I mean that sort of makes me cringe too. So I do have to remind myself of that with all the unknown and the sweat and stress that's going on in this last week of summer school and all that, that it's um, that it, it's better than that alternative, I think. Um, but with that being said, obviously we've touched very briefly at different points in different episodes on your new, I guess, career path or whatever you want to call it with uh with the fence company that you started. And and it's been really cool because I mean and you've only said like little blips on the podcast, on certain episodes, because we have had guests, which is uh, awesome. So we haven't made it about us, but what has it been? Maybe three or f- three months or even if that, since you started and already to see the growth that you've had. And I know that comes with a whole new set of challenges and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. I'm sure most people on here probably knew. You know, I took a over a year off I was trying to figure out what the next step was and kind of landed on buying into this fence franchise and I've wanted to learn the business. So I've been operating it myself from the whole like sales piece to ordering material to like managing the uh, installation guys that put in our fences and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it, it's been a challenge. I feel like, you know, some of the stuff, man, I feel like it's a lesson in other aspects of our life. It's like, I don't want to do this today. It's like, well, you have to do it and it's not going away, you know? And that, that fear like creeps up in a lot of little, like micro situations that may not look big from the outside. Right. But like, yeah, it's, it's still fear and whatever. No, you always say this. And I think it makes a lot of sense. Nobody can tell you the way you feel, right. It can be the smallest thing. I was like, this is crippling and I don't want to do it. You know? So it's definitely, there's been elements of that of just like forcing me out of my comfort zone. But yeah, it's been a challenge, man. I, I think that like, just feeling like, like, it's just me. Right. And so like, I got guys that like put my fences in, but there's nobody else to really rely upon. I've seen aspects of that have been, that have been beneficial, right. Of when you're in the corporate world, you report into a boss and that sort of thing, it's like, at the end of the day, like nobody's telling me what to do or, or this, that, or the other, and that has actually been very nice. The flip side of that is like, nobody's telling me what to do. And if I want to go like deliver, whatever you want to call it, earn money, like install fences, like that's completely on my shoulders. Want to sleep in till noon? Then I could do that too. Uh, There has not been any of that, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's weird to be like in the mix of it. I think I've I've actually had to give myself like a pep talk sometimes in the car of like, you know, it is scary and you're doing something new and there's like a lot of risk to it. I could have just like gone and taken a corporate job and had health insurance and a 401k and all these other things. Right? Um, Starting my own business also like forced me to like dip into money that I'd saved, and so I'm typically in this mindset of like stacking bricks on top of each other, you know, and this is saying like, well, I got to tear down some of these and invest in. And I think like changing that mentality has been difficult or was difficult, but I've had to, I've had to give myself like pep talks to say like, well, this is why you're in it. Right. Like, and I don't mean this in any, like I'm, I'm doing this towards myself at times to get myself pumped up. It's like nobody else is doing this shit. Like this is why you're here. You wanted it to be this way. You know, like you can handle this, like you got it, you know? Um because if not, I think the alternative is just to like suffocate in this like crippling self-doubt and fear and uncertainty. And like I'll never reach the point. Like I can never envision a, a day where I reach the point where it's like, I know it all, everything's perfect. Like we talked about it before, like that is the process and the struggle. Like, how do you kind of um look at that as a positive and like a growth experience rather than just something that you have to like force your way through so that this like obstacle will be out of your way? It's like, well, you know, there's gonna be another one there at some point too. Um, so yeah, I've definitely had to take my own medicine, but yeah, it's, it's been good, man. There's definitely a lot of ups and downs, but.
0: Well, that's, you mentioned the fear and uncertainty, and that's what I was going to ask about is, I mean, you went from, I'm not saying that you were laying by the pool every day, but you went from not being in structured work, right? Like you weren't in a structured work environment for a year. And so that doesn't mean that you weren't working towards something, because I know you were laying a foundation to prepare you for whatever you did next. Um, but, but, but you jumped into, small business ownership, which anything that I've ever known about that in my whole life is that, especially in the beginning, it takes a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of energy. And so I'm sure there had to be moments of fear and doubt, uncertainty. And I was just wondering if you know, you you had sort of developed this routine for yourself where you were sort of pausing for a while and being patient and preparing. Um, and, And I know that it's been hectic. I mean, were there moments where you were like, I, I, I think this is the wrong thing. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm losing sort of the direction I was going. I, I don't know. How, how was that? How did that process unfold? I guess.
1: Yeah, I took your question in two different ways, right? Is this the wrong thing could mean like, did I make a bad financial decision? Is this the wrong thing could also be like a misaligned type of thing, right? Of like, did I think that this was what I wanted? But now I got into it and it's different, you know, and maybe there's a little bit of overlap with those two things of like, well, this is what I wanted, but you're not making any money. Well, that could be a challenge too. Um, there, To answer your question, the first side of that, the financial part, there were definitely some times where I'm like, oh man, this was harder than I thought. And I've had to kind of like, just switch up some things from a marketing standpoint to make sure that like I'm using my time in the best way that I can. And I'm getting good quality at that, so to speak, when I'm going to customers' homes so that I can sell fences. Anyway, the second part of that, of like the purpose kind of piece is, is the way I took it. I don't know. You know, I think that if we place too much of an emphasis on what we do, providing like all of our fulfillment, I just don't, I think you're setting yourself up for a disaster. Like the other day, you just remind me of it. I was at a customer's house a couple of weeks ago and it was this like older couple and they're five years into retirement and they had built this little patio off the back and they wanted to get a fence around it. And I was waiting on the husband to get something out of the house. And I was just chatting with the woman and then the husband came back out. And I don't even know how we got on the conversation, but it was something about like just how like acutely aware they were of like how short like life is. And the woman made some comment, something to the effect of like, yeah, I used to just say like, I can't wait until like this, I think is what she said. If it wasn't that exact quote, it was something like that. Cause I know I've mentioned that quote on this podcast and she was like, And now like, all I want is like, I would give anything to have like my kids back in the house or this, that, or the other. Um, But yeah, so I guess I tell that story because I think if we're constantly like chasing this thing, right. Of Like I need to build my business. I'm like, there's no value in me sitting here and talking to these old people, like just sell them a fence and get out of there. And in that moment, I kind of had to take some of my own medicine and say like, oh, this is like a beautiful moment in and of itself. Right. Like, doesn't have to be so like driven towards a destination, like leave the space in there for these little like pockets of creativity to happen. And I don't mean creativity in the normal sense, right. That we typically think of, of like, Oh, I had this creative breakthrough and I realized that I, you know what I mean? I could make the song or whatever. Right. I just mean like creative for like these little beautiful moments in life that you didn't expect to happen. And it was like, I think oftentimes we just shut that down. It's like, all right, well, um, I'll let you guys a quote tomorrow and see you later. I, I really like was acutely aware of that specific instance. And it was like, hey, just like lean into this, you know? And I was like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm not, I know I'm not as old as you guys are, but like, I feel that, right? I mean, I feel like I was in high school yesterday and it's been 20 years, you know? Um, and I think that's the way you combat that mentality, right? Is to say like, If I'm always in the next, in the phase that I'm in thinking about the things that I did in the past or how quickly things have gone by or my regrets or whatever that is, you know, it's the same thing I was, you mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, like, well, there's going to be a day when you think the exact same thing about this moment right now. So the only way we can fight against it, you know, is to just, again, presence and like, just appreciate where you're at and try to strike that balance. I feel like being driven and moving forward, but being like content in the present moment. Um, so to answer your question, I don't know if that was a very long winded way to say, I haven't actually felt like it was like, what did I do? And I started this fence company. Um, so I just feel like that's a dangerous path to go down, you know, like, yeah, I could sit here and tell you like, do I love every moment of every day? And is that all exciting? Well, like, no, but name somebody who does, you know? Um, and I do get fulfillment out of like the aspect of thinking that I can build something for like three to five years. And then like reevaluate, right? Do you want to keep going with that? I'd love to have somebody like running my business for me at that point and just build it and go like, I'm stealing from somebody else's words. When I was looking at the franchise, it's like, go do that, sell it, or let somebody run it and then go like climb another mountain. I'm like, oh, that's appealing to me. Right. So you told me I had to do this for three years. I'm like, I can do that. If you told me it was like 20 years, I'm like, I just want to get rid of it right now. I don't want a 20 year journey you know
0: i think maybe maybe that's specific to the person because for some people owning it and having some stability for 20 more years is super appealing that doesn't appeal to me and you just said it doesn't appeal to you um and i don't think one's right or wrong but yeah that's that's interesting uh thinking about it in that and that thing And, and i try to always look at it from from different perspectives and say like this is what works for me this isn't necessarily like it was my roadmap, and I'm happy to share my roadmap for whatever it may be. Um, but I don't ever want people to think that the way that the way that I saw value in it and the road I took that that's the way to do it. Um, and I know that's not what you were saying, but it just made me think about that. and like, but yeah, I mean, you had you had the courage to find out. Okay, yeah, this this fits. This fits in the pocket for me. This checks my boxes that I need. But one thing you said a few minutes ago about the presence that I thought was real interesting that I appreciated was, you know, I asked you during your year off when you were kind of cultivating a better, like a a practice of meditation and presence. And we're really um, diving into your intuition and understanding yourself better. And I think that prepared you for this adventure, I guess we'll say, of owning a fence company. But to be able to see those little moments with your customer, like you just described, is really awesome because it does. it's not like, well, I spent a year being present and now I'm in this tornado whirlwind of business and so all that just went out the window or something. It's just, I think the year off prepared you for the ability to, maybe you needed that time to understand it right better and cultivate it and appreciate the moments. And now, since you've had that training, that you're able to apply them in in the business setting or, you know, amidst a hectic workday. I mean, that might have been 630 in the evening. You could have had a long day and been at it for 10 hours, but to just, yeah, to have that perspective to think, man, I'm just happy to be present in this one moment that I have right here. Um, that's a perspective that oftentimes
1: when we get busy, we sort of lose. So I think that was real cool that you just said that. It made me think. Uh, Yeah, man, I appreciate you saying that. And I'm not immune to that either, right? Like I told you at that time, I like sunk into it. There's probably been plenty of other opportunities where I'm like, I got to get out of here. I got another appointment, you know, and it was just like, it went right over my head and I missed it, you know? Sure. Um, So yeah, I do think it's like a continual process of just like leaning into that and like being more aware of it. I was doing this little like master course from this guy that I, it was like, used to be a monk or something. And uh, he just has a lot of like really wise stuff. And he started the course and he, there was like two kind of like truths or something like that, that he was talking about. And he was like, what if I told you that like everything, something effect of like everything that happened in your past, like was exactly like meant to be right, because it like led you here today. And I thought about that as you were mentioning, like, not just the past year, but I think about like, our just like entire lives, right? Like the things that you're doing right now, like 25 year old you, And I'm in the same boat, right? Would have just been like, I didn't have the skill set. I didn't have the desire. I didn't have the self-awareness. Like I hadn't conquered enough of my fears. Like it would have been crippling for me to try to do what I'm doing now at like 25 or 28. And that's really helped me to like, look back on some of my experiences when I was like in super difficult times And I was, you know, it's like, how will I ever get out of here? Like, I feel like I'm suffocating. Like I'm in the corporate world and I just feel like I'm dying. Like I'm in the deep end and I'll never get out of this and I can't handle it. And now, as I look back, I'm like, maybe those were the exact experiences that I needed to like force me to grow. Granted, it was like super uncomfortable, but like it forced me to grow. And like, I think it enabled me to like, be able to take on bigger challenges. And so in the spirit of not just like purely looking back, like thinking about that now of like, wow. Well, if that's the case, then what else am I learning now that is just prepping me for like something even more challenging in the future? It's probably said the, the same way I just mentioned it earlier, but I think just like not having that like backward looking mentality, you know, and be able to appreciate the, like the challenges that we have today. I think I saw some little like video on Instagram about this guy that was talking about like the, was, like lobsters or crabs or something that they like literally outgrow their shell. Right. And so they have to like leave it. And then, like, find a new one, right? And like, but their growth is like that shell no longer like fits for them. And so, I think for me, like, when that shell no longer fits, of when I was like twenty five, like that is a really good sign, you know. And I hope and I hear the same way. Like when I'm forty five, it's like, oh man, I thought it was really hard to do A, B, C, and D. Now, like, those things just prep me for this. So,
0: yeah, that's huge. I mean the the shell analogy is is great because, I mean, when you just said it. I almost cringed of, like, I feel myself bumping up against my shell because I'm growing. How, how often do we just want to, like, shrink back into it? You know, like, I, I want to stay in it. Like, I don't want to create any ripples. I just want to stay in my little lane and go do it. But, man, that also just feels suffocating to me, and uh, I know it does to you as well. So to, to think of myself physically just, like, shedding this whatever, excess stuff that i want to leave behind because i refuse to to not pursue some sort of growth so yeah i like that i don't know if this relates to what you just said but you were talking about i guess the guy that was saying that was like a master class on something i don't
1: know if that was like a video you saw or something i signed up for his master class because he and it's like a two hour program thing
0: so that that sort of ties into one of the things that, that i was thinking about ahead of today. And maybe not specifically that situation, but just when we had Adam Jerpey on here from United, I remember he talked about that one of the one of the things he he sort of pinpoints for finding his success was his having a coach or a mentor. I can't remember exactly what he called it. Um, And I've been thinking about that a lot lately. A friend of mine reached out to me recently that's been listening to the pod. um, So I appreciate you listening. And he, he actually was saying how he was getting a lot from our podcast, you know, in his own personal life and sort of applying it to work. But his company also um, just gave him basically an executive coach. And we were talking about the value in having a mentor or a coach. And I've talked so since he brought that up, it's been swimming around. And I've talked to several people in the last couple of weeks about that. And I think it's interesting because so someone like you, for example, you worked in the corporate world. Okay, if you had a corporate coach, I don't know that that would have prepared you to step away from that and take a one-year sabbatical and potentially create your own business. And I guess I'm just thinking about, like, I have to go, I try to go and, and seek out certain little nuggets of wisdom in, in certain areas of my life, like the masterclass you just mentioned. So I don't know where I'm going with that, but I've just been thinking about it a lot lately is that, I mean, a lot of times I feel like I need some direction and would like some direction. I don't want somebody to say, team, you go there. And I just blindly go there, but I would like to have some sort of interaction with, and I don't know that executive coach would be the right thing for me either, because I don't know that the corporate path is what I want to ultimately do, you know? So how do you, and I guess Nicole Griffin that we had on the podcast does a lot of that. And I actually thought about reaching out to her. So maybe, um, since I'm saying this out loud on the pod, then that'll make me actually do it and getting her take on some of that, because I do think that's critical. I mean, I was thinking of you just a minute ago saying, I don't have a boss, which is bad, but also it's good because, you know, I kind of dictate what I do. But man, a lot of times it's valuable to have people to bounce ideas and stuff off of. And I know we do that for each other and I'm very grateful for that. So I don't know, maybe I'm rambling about that a little bit, but I've just been thinking about like, where where can we go to access, and maybe the answer is the Constant Quest podcast, but where do <laughs> we go to access, you know, some of the, Some of those ideas and like, I guess, leadership from from external sources, you know what I'm saying? Does that make
1: sense? It does. I think the challenge for me is that and I don't even I'm not even saying I'm right in thinking this. I I think that the challenge for me is on the other side of that, whoever I'm using as my coach. I want them to be somebody who I look up to and respect for the path that they've taken right to your point. If you give me a coach and it's like, let me tell you how to build a business. I've done this six times and they're not self-aware. And I'm going to be like, dude, we're running two different races. This doesn't resonate with me, you know? And so I think part of it, and I'm certainly not sitting here saying, there's no one out there for me. That is not what I mean. I just think that sometimes it's almost like when we were talking to Ashley about like therapists, it's like, I want a therapist who goes and sees a therapist. It's the same thing in my coach. I want a coach who's like, knowledgeable enough to help me steer through things without just like telling me what the answer is and humble enough to have like, just have that attitude and have them have done it themselves. Right. Of like, well, I don't have all the answers. Right. I can give you this. Like, I actually think Nicole does a very good job of that. Now that you say it? Um, of both of those things. Like I think you have a lot of wisdom and you're wise, but you're not also saying like, come to me. Cause I'll tell you exactly how to do it. And that's like a super, delicate balance you know particularly in a world that we live in that typically has the opposite screaming from the mountaintops and has no damn idea what they're talking about but yeah i mean your your comment makes sense Dean. i mean i do think that uh who was the episode that was talking about the guides oh it was kurt yeah kurt's episode was talking about the guides same thing that adam talked about you know with like mentors and stuff
0: and maybe we pull from different ones i think ultimately is the answer so i mean where i've had it mixed up is like all right well i'm you know I've had a couple of work mentors or people that I would have would say have helped guide my path in work but it's outside of their expertise to help guide me you know through this masters program for example or through some other entrepreneurial entrepreneurial avenues or you know personal things or um whether it be geared towards marathon running or you know I mean one person like you said can't can't necessarily do all that. And maybe the answer is pulling, pulling from several different people. Um, And I was talking to one person about this and um, I'm gonna use this moment of having a lack of humility, but, and they they said, well, I view you teen as a mentor to a lot of people. And that was kind of interesting because I don't know that I view myself in that way. And my immediate thought was well i better get me some good mentors so i can then if that is the case so that i can then be the best mentor so to your point what you just said is like i don't want to take that and say that's right come to me and i'll give you all the wisdom or whatever because that's certainly not the case i mean i'm learning from uh,
1: you know every day Uh, so yeah i just think that's interesting i hope this doesn't change that topic too much but it's along the same lines i feel like that was why the podcast got started and kind of what has been reaffirming for me is that like everybody to your point, like the person said, Oh, I look at you as a mentor or like, you know, uh, somebody to look up to for a number of people. Like the podcast, I think has reaffirmed for me that like, man, everybody's got a voice and that voice is important for somebody. It doesn't mean that everybody's voice is important for everybody. Right. But there is somebody else out there that needs to hear your voice that resonates with them. And that person might be very different than maybe the person that hears my voice and resonates right there's also a lot of other people out there who are scared to like put their voice out there but their voice may even be more important right because that their voice is suppressed and it's not getting out there and there's you know whether it be like a kid or somebody who they're related to or whatever like a peer like they need to hear that voice and so it's not surprising for me to hear you say that because i think that all of us in some way are being looked up to by somebody else or our mentor for someone else. Right. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's the whole reason why I think the podcast has been great of just giving people like a platform for their voice. Because again, like, you know, I just feel like there's, there's just so much out there in our society of people like, and, and, and oftentimes like speaking in absolutes of like, all right, this is how you have to do it. And it's like, all right, well, what's the data behind that to like back it up. And I think that oftentimes with the stuff that we're talking about, it's hard and I'm not, I'm guilty of it too. You know, I got on our, our therapist podcast and it was like, Ashley, tell me what you, you know, these people who have turned the corner, tell me what I need to do. And she's like, I don't have a script for you. I'm like, damn it. You know, like yeah. we want all the answers, but sometimes, and maybe that's a really good indication of like when somebody's a good coach of like, you know, bringing it out of you, The answers are in you, how do I bring it out of you instead of saying, team, let me tell you exactly how to solve all your problems you need to do A, B, C, and D, and then you'll be fine. Because I think the answer is different for each person. And so if I'm not bringing it out of you and you're the one who has the answer, like my answers aren't gonna work for you. Only your answers are gonna work for you.
0: That's right. And it's it, it's a difficult process, man, to, to pursue growth in any way or, or to uh, look for mentorship or direction, you know, because I think, <laughs> One of the biggest things we talked about originally was like acknowledge fear, address fear, trust yourself, and still, um, how did Adam say it? It's not action in the absence of fear, but courage is action in the presence of fear. And so I think that's step one, obviously, like acknowledge it and then decide to move. Well, then when you've got to this point, man, you're like, all right, I've, I've decided I'm going to step outside of the box and I'm going to try something that I've never tried before and I'm going to grow. All right, well, you can't pat yourself on the back then because then all of a sudden it's like it opens your eyes to all these all these other things, but man, there's just especially nowadays, my gosh the the amount of like options that we have for every decision that we make are just like so overwhelming. So if it's like I want to get a coach, okay, well, am I gonna go on Instagram and hire a coach that has six million? followers. And I'm not saying that that's a bad coach or that you shouldn't do that. But that's one thing. Uh, My friend that was talking to me has an executive coach that his business supplied to him. Okay. Those two coaches are, couldn't be probably more opposite from each other. Right? And I'm not saying one's right and one's wrong, but I'm just saying there's just so many options that we have. I was listening to a video last night in one of my classes talking about career choices. And it said, when you counsel someone that is going through a career change, there are 500 variables that come into play that affect their ability to make the decision for the career that they choose. 500, and that and that, that may be low, honestly, but if it's 500, I mean, holy hell, that's just, <laughs> that sounds so overwhelming. But I'm just thinking about how when we do try to act and try to step outside of our box and grow and do new things, it's still overwhelming and difficult because um, we've still got to rein it in and, and make a decision. And I'm not great at doing that, but we've got to, we've got to just make a decision and move towards it. It doesn't mean we're stuck with it for the rest of our life, but yeah, we've got to, we've got to choose action and, and that's, yeah, it's hard sometimes.
1: Yeah, no, for sure.
0: I, I just went all around the place. I'm sorry about that,
1: but. No, you're good. You were talking about action. Uh, you can keep going on that path if you want, but I was going to ask about uh one aspect of your life. That you've changed significantly talking about action you know in the, what has it been over four years now that uh you haven't drank with the one exception of that little wine that, that, that thimble-sized little the, cup <laughs> at church yeah uh anyway yeah for you guys who weren't on that episode Tina hasn't drank in over four years but he always likes to be a man of uh what's the word i'm a principle or is that the right word uh he did drink a little bit of the wine at church and he Accidentally, so he likes to point that out. That it has been completely clean for one something years. <laughs>
0: accidentally, yeah, I felt it. I felt it going all the way down my throat and chest and everything.
1: <laughs> but I was curious, like, how has that been? You know, because you used to drink a fair amount, and um, you know, now you've stopped. Has that been hard? How's that impacted your social life? Is it hard to not drink from a craving standpoint? Have relationships changed? I don't know. I think there's like a lot in there that I'm just like curious about.
0: Yeah, there's a lot. And if I go off course and something pops up, then certainly shout it out there because I, I could probably go several directions on this and, and have several thoughts. Um but but it is interesting and it and it changes. You know, people see and it's like, Oh, yeah, I am not for four years, so it's like that's sort of who you become and that's who you are now and it is what it is, but it doesn't come without challenges either. And um, I didn't know this was gonna be, these are my challenges episodes, but but there are still challenges with it. And uh, Jason Isbell has has a song where he says, and he's he's specifically talking about drinking as well, but he says, it gets easier, but it never gets easy. And, and I think I can relate to that. It's not the same as it was on week one, that's for sure. And I'm thankful for that. Uh, but that doesn't mean there aren't still times, you know, when when I'm in a situation and and you know your impulse kicks in and it's like, man, I'd really like to just partake. And and it's interesting because the the longer I go without it, you know, from day one for me, Taylor, I think this is maybe where I differ from some people that have gone down this trail. Is I made a personal decision to stop. I don't know if I've really talked about the complete story on here, I had written a little article about it when I hit the four-year mark talking about sort of the night that it happened. I got pulled over and spent the night in jail, for those that don't know that, in a little town in North Georgia where my grandparents are from. And so I don't know, a lot of a lot of feelings and thoughts surrounding that. Um, and I sat in jail that night and it was just like, man, not not reevaluated my whole life because it wasn't like that I was just an entire piece of shit, necessarily. I don't think, but it did make me look inward and uh, think about my priorities and things like that. Um, but immediately, I was able to go into the setting where people would drink, and I think that that maybe is a little bit unique. A lot of people have to remove themselves from that. Uh, over time, I probably spend less time at a bar now than I did when I drank. That's for sure. Uh, but I never had an issue staying in that setting, and. You know some people have to remove themselves completely, but it did change my relationships over time for sure. Uh, I mean, I think inevitably that's just sort of the case. You're not doing the same things that you were doing. You pick up new hobbies more. I picked up a lot more, in my opinion, healthy physically and mentally, healthy hobbies. And so that opened a whole new community of people. I can't remember where I was going with that at the beginning, but i uh, I thought I had a a pretty serious thought. <laughs> Maybe this is part of the side effect of drinking for so long. Yeah. Is that I lose, that I lose my train of thought
1: pretty often. Did you make the conscious decision to stop though? In the jail, you said you made a decision or something to that effect.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I didn't have a moment where I lay there and was like, I'm never drinking again for the rest of my life. That that is. Man, that's overwhelming. I mean, I just said earlier I have a hard time making decisions and I can't stick with something as it is, like I'm second-guessing school and whatever and whatever. So the same kind of thing. For me, that wasn't really on the table for me. I think I would have been overwhelmed and that would have been a lot of pressure for me. And so I just looked at it as I had some little, I guess you could call them micro goals. The first thing I did was say I probably owe myself a week (laughs) to just, chill out and make sure that i have my priorities in order and look at my perspective and i and i left i left from the mountains came back through columbia and went straight to hilton head to a work event that was a three-day thing we were having around a golf tournament down there Um, so i was going to see co-workers i hadn't seen in a long time we had customers with us and i mean it was awesome it was going to be this thing where we all just hang out and have some drinks together so that was that was difficult. I was still sort of just shaken by the whole thing. And I got down there, I was like, I, I don't want to drink, but also I don't want to necessarily like talk about this. And I didn't know where that stood with like company policy, for example, and all this stuff. Like if, if I end up getting a DUI, et cetera, et cetera. So that was, that was sort of a blur, uh, but I did not drink there. I ran on the beach every day and sort of just spent a lot of time by myself and mulled it over. And then I said, well, I'm gonna wait till my court date Uh, I think I should be able to make it to my court date after I had made it that first week. And I was like, you know, I I need some more time. So I think my court date was maybe two months or something like that. I went to my court date and then I had a probationary period where I had to do some things and check some boxes with the court. And um, so I said, okay, well I can make it, I made it two months. I can make it to the end of my probationary period. And so I did that and that wound up being, shoot, eight or ten months maybe by then and I was like dude it'd be crazy if I made it one year without drinking alcohol and by then you're thinking like okay you just don't drink but mentally psychologically it's not it's not like that uh so I made it one year which was you know wild for me I mean after how many ever years of not making it a couple weeks ever for 20 years or something or close to it so yeah that's that's an interesting thing because I know we celebrate like a stacking all of these. We talked about it a little bit in our last episode about once you get I think and I never I never actually went through the program and I'm not this is in no disrespect to the to the program that people go through because I know that a lot of people find huge success in it. But I for whatever reason I never went. It was sort of a personal journey for me. I did lean on people that had gone through it. I had, I guess in the spirit of what we were just talking about, I did have some mentors and some good examples talk to me about things but it was, it was a personal thing and I just decide every single day, Taylor, I wake up today, four and a half years in, and it's a decision that I make today. We talked in one of our first episodes about how I sort of created those monthly goals for myself, run a 5K every day, read for 20 minutes every day, write something every day, meditate every day, whatever they wound up being, and I settled on some that I really wanted to implement in my life, and every day I go into my iPhone in the notes app and check a box that says no alcohol every single day. And I don't know if, if I, I, I'm not saying that if I didn't check that box that I would go and then drink, but it is, it's a daily decision, man. And it's uh, yeah. Four years in, it's still something that I have to consciously do every day, which is,
1: which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, it gets easier, but it it never gets easy. I think I, I think I told you this, that, and it wasn't like random that this happened. I just like, I mean, not that I drink that much anyway. I don't actually even drink at home by myself, but you know, in social settings and stuff I do. And, uh, I found myself, I went like three weeks without drinking. And again, I don't feel like I drink that much anyway, but I told you, I was like, I didn't miss drinking. And oftentimes I feel like I drink anyway, just cause like, well, I'm out and you know, everybody else is doing it. And sometimes I do enjoy a drink. A lot of times they're like, I don't know, I don't really even want to drink beers. It's just like, all right, whatever. I'll just have a drink. And not that I think that that's the worst thing in the world. But I think I told you I went like three weeks without drinking. And then it was just like, oh, I just like don't want to drink. And it wasn't even even this like streak that I was trying to keep up. It was just like, no, I just don't really feel like drinking. And I don't know why it hit me there because you've explained it that same way before. But for some reason, it was like that was the only time that I was even not that I was close to being in your shoes. Right. But that was I was in mentally like I had that same mentality. It was like, oh, I just don't want to drink today. It's like, wow, it's already been three weeks. I just won't drink today. And wake up another day, I just won't drink today. And it hit me. I was like, oh, this is what team did. Like, I don't know why, man. Like, as I know that sounds the same way, but for some reason, like from afar, when I wasn't in it, it didn't strike me that way. Like, I thought that somehow, you know, I know you said that same thing, but in my mind, I was like, no, you had this event and realized it was detrimental and wanted something, you know, wanted a higher quality of life for himself or who you want to call it. And it was like, this was a drag on that. So he decided not to drink, but it was a shift between saying like, well, you didn't decide not to drink forever. You just said for this day, I'm going to try not to drink. Or maybe like when you woke up, it was like, if I drank today, it would make this day worse than it could be, you know, had I not drank or if I do not drink. And I don't know why, man, like that probably sounds like, yeah, team just said that. What are you talking about? But when I like went through that period, I was like, oh, I actually understand what he's saying now. Because again, you didn't say like, for the rest of my life, if I drink, that's a big loss. It was like, and you've talked about this before. Why does it always have to be like, I said I'm never going to drink and I drink one day. Like, I'm sure you'd be disappointed, but like, here's 1,200 wins and one loss. It wasn't like the only way I'm going to be judged is if I drink a sip of alcohol again in my life. That's just a big loss and you are a liar. Like, that's not how this works.
0: And why why do we act like that? Why do we act? Sorry to interrupt you, but why do we act like the entire castle crumbles down if we have one sip of alcohol? Like, Why do we act like that towards other people? You know, like I would maybe put some pressure on myself if I did. But why do we act like that? I also have a little box that I check on my phone that says no fried food because I don't want to eat fried food. But I'll be honest, I don't put a green check by it every day. Every once in a while, I put an X on it, right? I live in South Carolina. Sometimes we eat fried food. I eat way less now than I used to because I make a conscious effort not to. But if we look at those two things side by side, like we address them completely differently. Alcohol is this whole other huge thing. And like the way that we perceive it, the way we perceive it and the way that we treat other people about it and the way that we judge other people about it. it it's just, I don't know. It's amazing to me. And, and I'm not preaching. I mean, it sounds like I'm preaching, but I'm not because I'm the same way, right? Like I had to make a personal decision, but I can't just do it sometimes because when I did it, I told you earlier, I have a fear of missing out. I don't want to say no. If I'm somewhere with people, I don't have an off switch because I want to be there and suck up every amount of quote unquote fun that I can get out of an evening. So that's something I have to do and make a personal decision for myself right? But that doesn't mean that I think everyone should not drink. I don't care. I think a lot of people do it in a healthy manner. You know, it's just a decision I made for myself. But why is it this big thing? Like, oh my gosh, if I drank one beer right now, there's no question in my mind that some of my friends would be texting other friends of mine like, oh my gosh, did you hear this? Did you know that team drank one? Did you like, okay, who cares? I mean, why? I I don't know. It's just crazy that that is such a big thing. Whereas if people acted like that about fried food, then maybe I'd be a hell of a lot healthier than I am right now because maybe it would be more pressure on me to not do that too or drink a Coke. Like if I drank 20 Cokes, that would probably be a bad situation as well. But we don't, that doesn't matter. It just is some other thing. I don't know. It's just, there's a lot surrounding that and I don't think there has to be. And it builds pressure for people. It makes it more difficult for people to make good, healthy decisions for themselves because of the amount of pressure that we place on that in society. And I, I don't know what the answer is. So uh, yeah, but that's my thought on it, at least.
1: <laughs> it is a drinking culture. It's is just weird. I was gonna say in the US because that's where I'm from. Um, and obviously have the most experience here, but I, I just, I don't know. I find it funny that like, cause to your point, if it's like, I don't do this, I don't, you know, or I, don't, I don't eat this certain way or whatever it is. Um, there's definitely not as much judgment and i don't know just it makes me wonder about the conditioning right growing up it's like and i mean i'm guilty of that myself too if i was like 21 years old and it's like this guy doesn't drink you know i'd be like are they super religious or like what's the deal or it like a moral thing or whatever and i don't know i feel like as you get older i don't know with a lot of things i feel like i've changed my outlook on them or whatever and i just i guess value not like I value not feeling hungover. I value like, um, I don't know, just like deep personal relationships and things like that. Not that you can't have that all are drinking. I'm not trying to speak in absolutes here. and certainly not trying to say that I don't drink and I don't mean it that way. It's just, it's maybe like reevaluate things. And I do actually feel like there's a bit of a movement in that direction of, you know, I think there was always, you know, felt to me and maybe it's part of me just like growing older. So maybe I'm just more aware of this for people in my general, like age bracket thinking this way. Maybe it happened before too. I was just younger. But I felt like it was more of like, oh, if that person doesn't drink like they have a drinking like problem. I feel like there's been a lot more people nowadays in this like I'm trying to just redefine my relationship with alcohol kind of phase, right? I don't think I have this huge problem. I'm just like found myself maybe like having a glass of wine every night. And I was like, maybe that's not the most healthy thing for me, right? I'm, I'm making this up, right? It's not me, but I actually did hear somebody say that. I was like, well, that's awesome. Like, I think we should, constantly, we should constantly be looking at things that we do in our life and it's like, Are these healthy habits? Am I actually like consciously making this decision or is this just like me on autopilot? And so I do feel like there's been a lot of people recently that have kind of taken that approach. And it's like, it is funny if you look at it like objectively, right? Like it's alcohol, right? But how many people use that as like, look at me, I can like slam a beer and chug a beer in like three seconds or like, I take a shot. And it's like, I don't know like why does American culture look at that as like that guy drank twenty beers. What an amazing feat, you know, like all right, like there's probably other things you could do in your life that are you know a little bit more important,
0: yeah, it's weird I, I think about think about if we were all watching a football game and i met met a bunch of people at a wing place, right. If I showed up and ordered a grilled chicken sandwich, maybe a couple of people would question that and be like, why didn't you get wings? Right. Mm -hmm. But nobody would go home and talk to somebody else about it. It wouldn't be a big deal past that day. It would be one little blip. But if I showed up there and everybody drank 30 beers and I drank zero, then that's I mean, that's going to dominate conversation at that place. Mm -hmm. And after that, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just amazing to me that that's that's the way it is. And I think we talked about this briefly last episode. And I've talked about this before, maybe not on the pod. But most of the time, it's, it's a reflection of the other person. Like when I, when I first was in that period of time, when I wasn't drinking anymore you know people have a million questions and they have more questions when they're drinking so it's kind of funny when people are drunk they want to, when they when people get drunk they want to talk to me about how they've been thinking about not drinking anymore and uh, yeah, ask ask me all the questions about how i feel and why i did it and all this stuff which is funny and i entertain them you know to a certain point and then i take myself home but more times than not that's a reflection of how the other person feel people would ask me like how do you feel about people just drilling you with these questions all the time and t- you know whatever all this stuff And it's like, man, I don't take it personally. Most of the time people are asking me because they wanna measure themselves. They wanna see where they fit on that bar. They wanna say, did you have a problem? Did you have a problem? Like hoping I'll say yes, so they can be like, all right, he had a problem, I don't have a problem. So I'm good. And it just justifies something for them. It's It's like this constant measuring tool or something for other people. And so it was rarely about me. I mean, some people did reach out to me on the side when they were sober and say, hey, man, I really want you to talk to me about this thing. Can you kind of share your experience, which I'm more than happy to do, you know, with anyone. But but the majority of it was more just like justifying the way that people behave and certain behavior patterns that they have, which I think is really really interesting because again, I think it just shows like a fear or like a lack of self-trust maybe that you can make your own decision. Like if you're asking me, you already probably know that, that you have some issues with the choices you're making, right? But you're going to try to justify them so you can continue to go down that path. And maybe I just made that sound easy. It's not easy to do, right? Because I was, I was in that pattern for some years. So I understand that it's extremely difficult, man. It's really, really hard to go through that.
1: Yeah, that, the drinking thing just makes me think a little bit more broadly about, I don't know, I'm just like acutely aware of the influence that like society has on us, you know, and it's like, what if I grew up in a place that like alcohol didn't exist, right? I'd probably hit not only, of course, I would have a different outlook on it. But like, I know if I started, if I drank my first sip of alcohol at 30, I would not have like enjoyed it, you know? And so I, I don't know, I, I guess I'm always trying to like, break down these, like, thoughts or actions that I have and say, like, is this actually me and who I am making this decision? And I think it's impossible to get, like, break that down completely. We're products of our environment, like, all of us. But I think, like, I try to, like, question that, you know, of, like, I don't know, like, what if I grew up in a place that, like, didn't eat any, like, meat or something, you know, or, like, we only ate seafood. Like, why would I think about, like, eating meat or like what if I grew up and I was like of a very different like religion you know all these different things and I think like we just have to be open to the fact of like wow like we're all we're all influences we're all products of like where we grew up and uh yeah I think that's an easy one to kind of point out but I think there's other ones too I I don't know I'm just trying to have like an open mindset towards like and like reevaluate some of those relationships with certain things and say like what do I really need this am I is this, am I consciously making this decision because I want to? And again, maybe maybe you can look at that and say, like, you're overthinking this. not that big of a deal. If you want to have a beer, have a beer, right? But I do think it's good to, like, call into question some of this stuff that we just we follow in line. You know, it's like, oh, I can't believe that somebody would think this about politics or, like, racial dynamics or whatever. Some of the other things that we, like, talked about on here. And it's like, well, we're all products of our environment, you know? And I think until you start to, like, expose yourself to other people who maybe grew up in a different environment or remove yourself from your environment and go somewhere else then it starts to make you like challenge some of that stuff and see it from afar right when you're in it it's really hard to understand what's going on but if you like take a step back and remove yourself from some of these situations i think you just see it very differently you know i, I would imagine that would uh, you mentioned it like right now you know if just like i'm sure when you're like not in it there's probably other aspects of your life of like i don't know just how you probably realize how pervasive that was in other aspects you're like wow I didn't realize that hey I was depressed and like now that I've stopped drinking like maybe that was like feeding the beast a little bit like you drink and then you wake up and you're hungover that's not a recipe for success you know not to put words in your mouth but I just mean like removing yourself from that situation I'm sure I don't know give you a different perspective
0: yeah absolutely I mean no question about it and it's it's habitual behavior and and that can apply to drinking or anything else it's it's the same. I mean, it's it's habitual behavior. I woke up every day and I did it again because I do it. Period. I, I didn't even make decisions to do it necessarily at some point. At some point, it was just what I did. I went, all the people I hung out with did it. Everywhere I went was an occasion where I can do it. And so I didn't, like, it, it was a reflex. I didn't know what it was like to not have a beer in my hand if I was at a function. Or at my house, for that matter, at some times. And that's the, that's the most frustrating part for me is that I didn't have the self-awareness to realize that sooner. And maybe I did realize it and didn't have the self-control to change it, which is also frustrating, you know, in hindsight, um, because now I'm very conscious of the decisions I make and how they affect me. And if, and if I feel like they're affecting me negatively, then I, then I try to change them. But I think a lot of times we get caught in this cycle and we've been specifically talking about alcohol, but it doesn't have to be just alcohol. We wake up and we feel this way because we just feel this way. It's first maybe a product of our environment, like you just said, right? Like take politics, for example. Most of the time we lean the direction that our parents leaned. That's what statistics suggest, right? I'm not saying that's that way for everybody, but it's that way. But it takes us a long time to question why we think that. We just like blindly go out there and start firing away at people that don't see it the same way we do. We just wake up and like continue to to spin these wheels the same way over and over and over again. And it's and it's habitual until we do take the time to to really figure out how we feel about something or what our views or beliefs are and then we should tailor our actions based on that. Uh, but again, it's it's real easy for me to sit here on this side of it and say that like it is a very very difficult thing. But I do think it's worth mentioning and I'm glad that you made it a broader a broader discussion because it's it's difficult across the board and you've said this in several other episodes of like a lot of the finger pointers like how do we ever create space to move forward collectively if we don't give people room to grow and learn that stuff because we are so much a product of our environment right and it's not a competition to say well I figured this out at 19 years old and you figured it out at 23 years old so I was first so I'm more right than you like who can't like it's a it's a big collective effort that we that we should be you know, joining in together as a community and trying to move forward on, on whatever it is, whether it's drinking or, or politics or any other thing that you decide to pick. And at the end of the day, when I go to bed, I'm well aware that people view it differently than I view it, no matter what the subject matter is. And that's all right too, because either it's product of their environment or they have a different belief system than I do and different things work for them or whatever, and and I have to be okay with that. Like, I can't go to bed and be mad at everybody else that doesn't see the world the same way that I do, you know? I mean, it'd be awesome if everybody was just a big teen walking around out there in this world, but that's probably not ever gonna be the way that it is, and I'm okay with that. Like, I love learning from other people. I love gravitating towards people that see the world differently than me and act differently than me. If there weren't people out there already that didn't drink and didn't have experience in not drinking, I don't know that I'd be sitting where I am today talking about this, right? Because I got to lean on what other people learned before me and sooner than me and different than me and all that. And I'm a better person for it, man.
1: Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. You had, a, you had another topic around drinking, right? That you yeah. Gonna... Just,
0: I, just one more quick thing that I was thinking about. And this one is, it's still about drinking, but it's sort of unrelated. When I was thinking about this episode, I figured I knew that we were going to talk about this because I'd mentioned that I sort of wanted to talk about drinking in general. And overall, I just want to say, like, my life is so much better having not drank any alcohol in the past four plus years, four and a half years, I guess now almost. And there's that period paragraph like that's uh, not in question. But one thing that I had been thinking about is that, you know, you learn all these other things to do to cope, because like you said earlier, like it was maybe feeding that depression when I would drink. And it probably was. But sometimes also it was helping me to avoid some things that I was going through, maybe not in a healthy way or long term, maybe not in a healthy way. But sometimes we do need a reprieve from some things we're going through. And and I I don't think we were on air yet, but you had mentioned you were like, I don't know if somebody wants to drink one drink to knock the edge off every once in a while. Is that a bad thing? And and my view is no, it's not. I mean, if, if that's a personal It may, you know, I don't wanna do that because I'm not sure where it'll go. It might be a slippery slope for me, but no, I don't think having one drink to take the edge off versus other vices that we have. Like, I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't even know that that's a vice uh, if you have one drink. So one thing that I, that's difficult for me or maybe one of the small challenges, and again, this is just, it's not worth changing anything. Oh, but I don't get any days off. So every day I'm sober and I live in this sober reality all the time. And so, yeah, some days I want a reprieve from from this constant thinking and second guessing and, and just like all of the seriousness that, that swims around in my head, like, and maybe that was part of what led me to drinking in the beginning and I just didn't understand it, right? I had mentioned, and I don't really talk about this publicly, but I mentioned when I struggled with heavy depression A decade over a decade ago that sometimes I would smoke weed also and I mean there's no question in my mind that was because I did not know how to handle the way that my brain works like when I lay down at night it's not over with like I I cannot turn it off period I can't do that now I couldn't do that then so I was reaching for things to help me try to turn it off and so I have implemented other practices in my life to help with that meditation has been huge you know reading running writing all kinds of things. I've been on this paddle, stand up paddleboard kick lately. I go paddleboard on the lake and go in this cove where there's no houses and I'm just out there in, in the middle of the woods. And like, it gives me this little relief from that. But I come back and it starts again because that's the way that my that my brain works. Um, so anyway, I don't know. I guess, I guess I just thought it was worth mentioning that it that part is, you know, that's a challenge because you don't have that. Some days I'm looking for that little escape that I used to just lean to alcohol. So I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's to say that if you are struggling and you always lean to alcohol, that there are other things that help, but also, you know, it's, it's an ongoing thing that I have to address on a daily or weekly or
1: monthly basis, you know? Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I know that you've told me like, or I I remembered that you've had like, you know, challenges kind of like sleeping and stuff in general. And I never, I, I guess I never, I don't remember ever hearing you say, since you stopped drinking that like, to me, it makes it even more impressive, right? Cause if I'm having trouble sleeping or whatever, it's like, well, this would be really easy just to, you know, have some drinks or something else, you know, and, uh, knock the edge off and just not have to think about anything. But yeah, I guess I've never, i I guess I forgot that that was the case or maybe in some ways thought that that would just be like better. Cause it's like, Oh, he's in a much better mental state and he doesn't drink anymore and this. And like, I can see how that would be a constant struggle, right? Of like, well, hey, here's something that would help you sleep a little bit, or at least in the short term, you know, sleep a little bit better. My quality of sleep is probably 10X better. I'm sure of that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if I have an answer for it. I mean, before we got on, I asked the question that you just answered, which was like, to what degree is, you know, using some of these, because I'll be honest, like sometimes if you're having like stressful week or something at work, sometimes it's just very nice to go out and have like, uh, whatever your number of drinks is, you know, it's sure. <laughs> not four, Is that 10. Is that more, I don't know, whatever it is. Like, and there's been times where I was like, that actually felt like it was beneficial for me. Even like with hangover, I'm like, it was just very nice to like, I don't know, like whatever you want to call it, knock the edge off or whatever. But um yeah, so I don't know that there is a perfect, like cookie cutter cookie cutter answer for it. Of like, you, know, you should never do it. But I do know that there's some healthy balance there of, we well, shouldn't drink all the time sometimes probably good. Like you mentioned of like, I don't know, just sitting with your emotions and finding other healthy coping mechanisms, whether that's paddle boarding on the lake or doing meditation or, or doing breath work or I don't know, whatever reading or there's a million different things. You know, I honestly feel like a lot of us don't even know maybe some of these like creative outlets or like habits that we could form that would be beneficial for us just because there's like so many other things that we can try.
0: The podcast does it for me, honestly. I mean, this is one of the things that does it for me. Like I, I love getting on here and talking to you about life and, and things that are important and serious and also funny and whatever, whatever comes up, you know, uh, that's, that's part of my medicine. And it's been great for me in that way as well. And listening to our guests and conversing with them has been just awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you said funny and it made me think I was like, I wonder if people only heard us on the podcast or they would just be like, these two dudes, they are probably not very fun to hang out with at a party. They just want to talk about meditating.
0: <laughs> Take our word for it. We are funny. we do. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I promise you we're funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Said every not funny person ever. I promise right. you I'm very funny. <laughs> exactly. I hope. I think most of the people who listen know us outside of just the pod, but.
0: Well, you don't know that, Taylor, because I know that you have never looked at the metrics one time, which I so respect about you that you have no idea if one or one million people listen to our podcast. And I think that that's an awesome thing. I actually check it way less now than I did the first six or eight episodes I wanted to know. But it's not, I just will say this to you right now. It's not just people that we know, Taylor. Yeah. There are other people out there that a good many of them that listen to our podcast.
1: I really appreciate you guys. Y'all should, y'all should reach out and get to know us on a personal level if you're somewhere close by. You know, you do bring up a good point, and I know you've been <laughs> in a good-natured way kind of poking me on this one. Man, I struggle with the whole, like, Instagram thing, you know, especially because, like, I don't know, man. Just, like, more often than not, I feel like I get off there, and I'm like, I'm in a worse place mentally. I just feel like there's this weird thing of, like, I don't even know. Like, I do think I've like, I had the fortune, good fortune to like have a lot of different, like really cool experiences. I think I've hesitated to like put that on Instagram because I don't want somebody else to feel like their life is like insignificant. So now I've ended up with this like Instagram account that like has nothing on it. And uh, I don't know, like, yeah, I guess part of me feels like it's like, well, I've already like missed the boat and hadn't put anything out there. The other part of me is like, I don't even want to put anything out there. And then I also know that I need to like promote the podcast, which I don't know why I've been like hesitant to do it. Um, I know that I need to and I want to, but I feel like there's this like part of me that's like, well, I've already like been this anti Instagram person and like hadn't put anything else on there. Like, am I just going to start using it now because of this? Which is bullshit because I honestly feel like if there's ever anything that like needs to be put out there, it's like stuff like this, not the fact that, you know, I went to a whatever the caribbean and went on vacation or whatever no judgment if that's what you want to do i understand but like there's value in this you know what i mean are you attacking me right now did you just go to the caribbean
0: <laughs> no but last year i did and i posted no. about it
1: okay yeah <laughs> um but yeah you know what i mean like there's things out there that are like beneficial and that kind of do need to be promoted and i don't know i should probably like just do a post on it but my post about the the po- quest podcast if any of you people are listening and need like a nudge in that direction. It's just like kind of what we were mentioning earlier of like, I do feel like everybody's voice is important. And like me, even a year and a half ago would have been like terrified to to be on here and like put my voice out there. And it's just funny how like when you take a little step into that fear, it's like, oh, you know what? You get a little bit more comfortable there, right? And you take a little other step into fear. I mean, I can remember when I went to grad school, teen, I don't know if this comes as a surprise or not. I felt like I had the biggest case of imposter syndrome. I was so nervous. I thought I was gonna gonna like an anxiety attack when they just would like call on us at the beginning of like class when I first started be like, oh, introduce yourself. I mean, my heart was racing and like, I felt like I was just going to like lose it, you know, and uh, I guess I just say that to say like, yeah, I don't know, to the same point I was making before of like, I think we all sometimes need a little bit of a nudge. And I think that you probably gave me a little bit of that, and like when, before we like started this podcast. And I was like, "Should we have a podcast?" And I was like, "I don't know, should we?" And I kind of sat on it for a while, and then I did. That would be my po- Like that would be my message with this podcast. Is like I think there's all things like that little thing in the back of our mind. It's like I kind of want to do this, but it's like really scary. It's like you'll be all right, you know, because like you'll get comfortable in it. And the other part of it too is like just kind of unrelated to that is I think we all do have that voice that I mentioned earlier that like it's important to somebody and like the more you suppress it, like I think it not only is like detrimental to you, but it's also detrimental to society because we need more voices that are like authentic and speak from like, I don't know, just like people speaking from their heart and about like their experiences and the things that people are like, whether it be struggles or whatever it is, right. Just like authentic conversation. Cause there's so much other stuff out there that, is honestly kind of like nonsense. So yeah, I think people need that for themselves, but also feel like other people need to hear it as well.
0: That's right, man. Absolutely. I, the, the imposter syndrome thing is, is I, I guess, I mean, you hear people talk about it. It's it's such a real thing. And and once you go through something, you almost always come out on the other end thinking like, okay, I, I belong there, at least in some way. I went through this leadership program that I've probably talked about on here a couple of times. And I almost backed out right before, I was so excited about it. And I didn't know a single person in there and I freaking panicked right before it started. I just, I was like, I think I'm just gonna send them an email and not do it, like right before the thing. And then I went to the orientation and I was exactly how you were in grad school. They, you know, you go to something like that, and I'm like, dude, I'm 40 years old, but it's still this whole like getting to know each other, trust falls, and all this stuff. And so, so we stand in and a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, we do did all that. And this one was like, you got like some pieces of toilet paper and you like pulled one off and said something about yourself and you pulled out. Anyway, mm-hmm. and so I friend of the podcast, Lester Young, was in my class and so he was in there and he gets up and he's like, I've been convicted of murder. I was in prison for 27 years and all this stuff. And he's like, you know, so he's in there and I'm hearing that. And then all these other like amazing stories about people that have been to 30 countries and speak four languages and all this stuff. And like, I wanted to leave right then. Like, I didn't want to be a part of that thing at all. And I stayed and I excelled. Like I found, I found a lot of things about me through that. And I grew and it sort of gave me, gave me my, confidence and courage to do. I don't know that we would have done this if it were, I, I wouldn't have gone to mat, the master's program if it wasn't for that. Mm. And and I don't want to put all this weight on that leadership program, but that's just one example of I almost backed out the week before. And I I not only entered it, but I excelled within the program and then I excelled outside of the program. And I, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I'm just trying to use a real life example to say exactly what you're just saying of like, man, yeah, it, it can be scary, but but if you do it
1: it's it's awesome on the other side. Didn't you win like the volunteer of the year award thing too or something? I don't know what it's called, but you know, what
0: I'm I did, yeah. Yeah, they hand out one award that's voted on by the class. Yeah. And I received that, um, which is an unbelievable experience.
1: It is, and, and that's awesome, man. And like that's why I need more people to encourage other people, right? Because if the person regardless and it's not like oh you're the volunteer of the year and everybody else is insignificant i don't mean it that way but you clearly voted on by your peers or somebody else there were voted the most impactful of that entire group which was already a solid group of people who were concerned with doing good things and you were voted the best person out of that group of, of all the people that were there and like you almost didn't go you know so when i talk about like we all need like voices of encouragement and stuff it's like the person who was most impactful of that entire group had fear and self-doubt and almost didn't not only do that one thing, but that one thing that eventually led to, you know, maybe you get in the confidence, like you mentioned, to go to grad school and do all these other things. And it's like, man, like we just need more people to like pick other people up, you know, and be like, Hey, you got this shit team, like get in there and go do it. You know, I mean, imagine how different your life would be just if you, you know, that doubt was a little bit more and you know, that anxiety was a little bit higher. It was like, you never took that first step four years ago. And there's probably countless examples, you know, of, in all of our lives, you know, things we did do that turned out that way, or maybe even didn't. I think it's just important to like confront that and have people that are like, have people that will push you and not just say like, Oh, you know what? I can understand how you're a little bit anxious about that. You don't, you don't need to go. It's like, you know, it's like the Goggins type of thing. Like, no nah, man, get your shit on and go. Like, yep. you know, they need you there. Like, it's almost like putting yourself, uh, putting others above yourself. Like, you know, I know you guys did a lot of cool projects around like the, homeless organization that you work for and stuff it's like hey i i know your anxiety and stuff is like heightened by this or like your fear or discomfort but like you know look at all these other people out there who need you to do that you know what i mean so that their life can be better
0: you're right man you're right i, I agree 100 percent. and i was almost hesitant to talk about that it's weird you know i didn't even i wasn't even going to bring that up but yeah i mean that's a great example i, I do want to talk about your lack of instagram use <laughs> Thought I'd work my way out of that one. Nah, no, I don't want to want to rehash it. But I, I there's there's no right or wrong answer. It's difficult. Like, I really enjoyed putting together the videos and putting them out there and stuff. And sometimes I honestly do get frustrated about the reach. Like, what would be a good like when we reach 10 million people, then it's been a successful podcast. And to your point, I'm glad that you never look at the metrics because it doesn't matter because we're getting something out of it. But I I guess I've landed for now on that if I do feel like there's value in it and we've gotten so much good feedback, then then I would like to extend the reach a little bit if possible. I've I've really enjoyed making the TikTok videos and the Instagram videos. So if you're listening, you should go check them out on TikTok and Instagram um, at the Constant Quest Pod. But yeah, I mean it is what it is. I'm I'm just messing with you, man.
1: You don't have to post on Instagram uh, if you don't I, want to I do I do need to get out there and post on it. <laughs>
0: You sounded so enthusiastic about
1: that.
0: <laughs> Is there anything else you want to cover, man? This has been awesome. Like, it, it, this has really been awesome because, you know, also, I know I just asked you a question and then started talking. I'm notorious for that. But, you know, talking to you, just the two of us today has felt, I mean, it, it was awesome. I loved it. But uh, it was a little different than in the beginning. You know, in the beginning, we were just like figuring it all out. And when we just talked to each other in the beginning, we hadn't had any guests yet. So we're just like, oh, what do we talk about? What do we do? What do we say? And we're like figuring it all out. Uh, but yeah, this was great to be able to kind of have a break in that. And and man, I'm really excited about a few of the guests that we have coming up. I I, I think that, I don't want to pat ourselves on the back, but I think we've done a pretty decent job of, of the guests that we've had on here. They've all been great, but they've all just brought their own specific little piece of wisdom from so many different areas and angles. And I think that's so cool. And it's hard to find, you know, completely different ideas about things. And I think that we've, we've really, whether it was by accident or on purpose, I think we've done a pretty good job of that. And a few of the ones we have coming up are very different also. And I'm really excited about them as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. I like, it's funny, you know, I think that some of the episodes kind of like, lent themselves to more like deeper discussions or whatever you know like we're talking about like presence or meditation meditation was just us but like presence with nicole or like breath work or whatever you're already kind of going down that but even some of the other ones where i don't mean i figured like even when kelly my sister was on like that we would talk you know we would probably hit a whole wide array and it wouldn't necessarily just be superficial but your comment around like just getting like these little like nuggets of wisdom like i couldn't agree more even like when ed was on here and like some of the things that he said like really resonated with me you know even i don't know, like he had talked about you know that one of his big regrets was like you got your whole life to work right and it's like kid being born and like being back at work like the next day um just a lot of like little things like stick out that are like super important of like these are the things of like how to live a life or like the one when we did with kelly and she was talking about um I don't know. It sounds like such a simple outlook, but I think we're all guilty of it of like when our kids grow up, it's like, instead of looking at that, as like, Oh, look how fast they've grown up. It's like, how do you shift that perspective? And it's like, I'm so grateful that my kid is like alive for another year and healthy. Like I was thinking about that one the other day and I was like, man, that is like a profound way to change your mindset towards just like aging and, and things like that. Right. Cause I think we're all guilty of like, seems like just yesterday, like, they didn't have any kids and now look at it and it's like, is that, is that sadness? Like we know how this thing goes. Like there's not immortality. You know what I mean? So yeah, they, when she mentioned that, like, yeah, there's just like a lot of little ones particularly in her episode when I went back through that, I listened to it, but you're right, man. Like I think that's why like going back to what I said earlier, like everybody's got something to contribute. And like when we've had people on the podcast, like I just feel like I've gotten so much out of it out of like every episode and, it's awesome to record them it's also nice to go back through and just be the listener because i feel like i can just soak up so much more the second time through ditto retweet was that was that my rant that
0: I'm I, that might have been it man no, i don't know we, I, I did some ranting today uh, it felt good though it was yeah I'm, this was a good uh this was a good break and uh, i'm excited about the ones coming up man i really am
1: yeah no, me too you want to get out of here let's do it all right
0: until next time